Come on, clap your hands, everybody. Come on. Hi, I'm Henry Davis, pastor of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park in Landover, Maryland, a Bible-believing, Christ-centered, and Spirit-led congregation. I want to welcome you to our radio broadcast. And remember, there's power at the park. First Kings chapter 8 verse 56 New Living Translation Praise the Lord who has given rest to his people Israel just as he promised Not one word has failed of all the wonderful promises he gave through his servant Moses May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our ancestors. May he never leave us or abandon us. May he give us the desire to do his will in everything and to obey all the commands, decrees, and regulations that he gave our ancestors. And may these words that I have prayed in the presence of the Lord be before him constantly day and night so that the Lord our God may give justice to me and to his people Israel according to each day's needs. Then people all over the earth will know that the Lord alone is God and there is no other. And may you be completely faithful to the Lord our God. And may you always obey his decrees and commands just as you have done today. Amen. The words of God for the people of God. Blessed be the name of God as we go to our seats around the building. I come back. The verse number 56, praise the Lord, who has given rest to his people, Israel, just as he promised. Not one word has failed of all the wonderful promises he gave through his servant, Moses. I want to talk in this service from the theme, trust the process. Trust the process. I recently did a series of messages during the 7.30 worship lifted from 1 Kings. And I wanted to revisit that even in this setting in terms of a closer look. Trust the process. I was sharing in the earlier service about one of the books that I'm reading now about one of the great American marathon runners. He ran 
He's now retired, but he ran 26 marathons. First name, Meb. You just put in Meb, M-E-B, and you Google it, you'll just, he'll come right up. M-E-B. Talks about lessons he learned in each one of those marathons. You know that a marathon is 26.2 miles. He ran a total of 26. He ended up winning in the Olympics, New York Marathon, Boston Marathon. He ended up being signed to a contract by Nike. He details all of that throughout the pages of this book entitled 26. He talks about how his faith was enhanced. He talks about how life can line up as a long-range journey. And each one he talks about his injuries, his disappointments. He talks about the points when he does not achieve, but he says in every moment, he learns a lesson. In some moments, they think he is washed up and they think that he does not have the ability to win again at that distance. He, on the other hand, realizes that every defeat does not have to be final. And even in our moments of falling short, we learn lessons because it's in those moments that we realize life can be full of challenges. Trust the process. Trust that God has an ultimate plan for your life. Trust that God can see further than you can. Trust that you will not have to face your challenges by yourself. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. He said that I will be your comforter. He said you can do all things connected to me. He said that greater can lie ahead. Trust the process. Trust that wherever we are, God is. Pandemic. Now with different kind of church and many who watch on worship now, God sees you. I'm trusting God. I'm leaning. I'm depending on God. And I could have, I could say I'm leaning and depending on God and realize there are certain reasons why 
I would want to lean on God. Number one, God's words speak for themselves. That's the first thing. They speak for themselves. They speak clearly, definitively. They speak for themselves. That's why the Bible says, hide the word in my heart so that I might not sin against God. I'm trusting, I'm, I'm believing, I'm, I know that God's words, yes, speak for themselves. The verses of scripture that I lift, the, it says, praise the Lord, number, verse number 50, who has given rest to his people Israel just as he promised. If you want rest, invite Jesus into your heart. You want unrest, do it your way. And I asked the question, person, if you're living a life without Christ, how is that life really working out for you? And tell the truth. Because life can be challenging enough with Christ. Because just because, you have, just because I now have Christ in my life does not mean that my life is, is challenge-free. But I do, have the pro, I do have the promise that he is with me. I see the challenge, but I realize I don't have to face the challenge by myself. Praise the Lord. That's what Solomon says. I'm praising God because he has given rest, just as he promised. And then he says, not one word has failed. A whole lot of folk, this word fails, that word fails. I promise, I promise, I promise. When we were younger as kids, we had different ways to try to make a promise be stronger. I crossed my heart. My fingers are crossed. We even had a word. It's not even, it's not even a word, but we, our, our word was, I promise honest. No matter, yeah, I know you never heard that. It, 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 we made, it's a, it's a makeup word. You're not going to find it anywhere else. We made it up. Not one word has failed of all the wonderful promises he gave. Not one word. I, I was talking last night, and I was talking last night about uh, uh, Jesus on the cross. And, of course, he had two people hanging hang, uh, next to him. And, and one of them said, hey, I mean, this is it. I, I, might, I might as well have a little talk with Jesus. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm hanging here on the cross. I might as well talk with him. The other one's talking, you know, he was getting mad to my, if you all that, get on down to get us down. But the other one said, I need, to, I need to make a confession to you. And Jesus says, today you will be with me in paradise. Somebody today needs to make a decision. And it is if I put it to you like this, it is a paradise decision. You have, a, you, have, you have the ability to make a paradise decision right here, right now, today. I want to make, 
I'm, and then once I make that paradise decision, I can trust God. I can trust the process. Whatever challenge lies ahead, God is equipping you. He's developing you. He's shaping you. He's molding you for whatever the challenge is going to be. And you don't know what the challenge is going to be. But I'm trusting in God. Sister Bynum, I'm praying for your husband. praying his strength. I thank God for you. Trust in God. Every step. Not one word has failed of all the wonderful promises he gave to his servant Moses. And then Solomon said, because it's, it's, really, it's really couched in a prayer. May the Lord our God be with us as he was with our answer. We've seen what God has done in our history with our ancestors. We've seen how God has been able to do more with less. Here we are today. We, we, we have all of the access I was talking last week, we were praying for our children going back to school and how they don't have to worry about going to the card catalog. All they got to do is lift up a smartphone, ask Alexa or Google and get an immediate answer. And we would have to go through the card catalog, going through, going through. Then we'd have to walk to the section where the books were, couldn't find it. Somebody didn't put it back and all that kind of, oh, it's not, matter of fact, it's not even there because somebody has checked it out. Here we are today with access to information. But with all the access to information we have today, there's a falling away from God. This is the most godless point in history right now. I, say, I shared in the earlier service that gun violence has gone totally berserk. Carjackings, break-ins, folk fire right on our street yesterday. Martin Luther King, 72-year-old woman caught in crossfire and killed. Right on Martin Luther King. Danger. We need, if the world, the world needs evangelism, the world needs a word. We look at, look at now, it was a good thing when Sunday school was going on and people were getting on. Highland Park was known for the blue bus and it would go through and pick up people. All of these kinds of things. But now we deal with the falling away. May the Lord our God be with us. We need God. Oh, my God. We need him every hour, every moment, every second. Because your life can change in a split second. Julia, you know what I'm talking about. Things can shift. But may the Lord our God be with us. And may he never 
leave us or abandon us. I don't want you to abandon me. Now, we have, we're going to a new level of society. And you're going to have more children abandoned. You make, you're going to make them have them, but you can't make them love them. They're going to abandon them. And again, sideline to that, you know, I'm pro-life. No, you're not pro-life. You pro-birth. Because after they born, that's the end, that's the end of your involvement. Hold other lesson. I'll teach that soon. May the Lord our God be with us. That ought to be your prayer every day. Lord, be with me. I don't know what I'm going to face. I don't know what my challenge is going to be. But Lord, I just want you to be with me. Don't just leave the house arrogantly like you got it all going on. You got drunk drivers out there. You got crazy folk out there. You got to work around folk who are... Come on, somebody. Other day, they, they were there in New York. They had a gentleman, and he, he, was, he was on the subway. He had no clothes on. He was just walking through the subway. Absolutely nothing on. But you know New Yorkers, they didn't pay attention to him. They were, he was walking around. The, he got, the matter of fact, subway came to a stop. The officer just came, got him. Walked him right on out. He had nothing on. There's some crazy folk we got to run into. But I'm going to trust God. I'm going to depend on God. Where I'm weak, he's strong. When I go low, his hand can go lower. No matter how far I go, he can throw out a lifeline. And not only can he throw out the lifeline, but he has the power to reel me in. I was looking at a documentary the other day, and they were, they were hauling in big fish. Some of y'all have done that. You, you're going out, and then you, you get a fish on the line, that's a, and you know, it's a, you know this is the big one. And you're tugging, trying to get it in, trying to get it in. They were going down to the fish market in New York, and they were looking at the big fish. People have caught. God is wants to catch you, shape you, develop you, and bring out the best in you. Lord, here I am. I turn it over to you. And when you turn it over to God, you can see miracles happen. Scales come off of your eyes. You can see that there's a whole new energy that will rise up from within where you thought it was a challenge. God is able. I'm going to trust the process. David, you're going off to college. Tabitha, you're going off to college. You go to, you go to, go to orientation. You're going to go to this. But it's a process. 
But you've got to see the end. See yourself at graduation. See yourself in your cap and gown. See yourself turning your tassel. You got to see that. You got to see that before you've taken your first class. I'm seeing the end. I'm already. And now, between now and the end, there's going to be some things between. But you make decisions. I see myself succeeding, overcoming. You might deal with disappointment, but no matter what that disappointment is, little Mo, you're still coming through. I'm trusting God. Every step of the way. Not, see, th- these, are, these are the words of Solomon. Solomon was considered to be the wisest man in the world. But the second thing is, pray that desire and passion come together in your relationship with God. Desire. Passion. You can't win somebody for Christ if you have no passion. Desire. Desire is also drive. We've got some driven people in this room right now. We've got some driven people who are watching me online. You have gotten to where you are and you're not, you're not settling, but you've gotten there because of desire and passion. You don't have desire and passion. You, 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 you lack that, that very thing that will help you when those cloudy moments come. Desire. Passion. I'm passionate about what I do. When I, I pray that when you come to church, You see a a person standing in this pulpit who is passionate about you hearing, growing, and developing in the faith. Not just somebody who's coming just to get a paycheck. Going through the motion. Desire. Passion. You know when somebody is working. Matter of fact, some of you have had people come work at your house. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me break it, come, in another, come at you another way. You know when you ask your child to do something, when they don't have desire or passion. You know it. You know. I want you to clean this. Head. You know they're doing it, but they're doing it without any desire or any passion. My, my mother, had a, had a, she had a response to that. When we did not have desire or passion, we could, I could hear her response. She's now in heaven, but I could hear her say, I'll do it myself. And that would help to energize us. Desire. Passion. You could take those two words and put those two words into just about everything. Desire, passion. 
You can put that into academics. You can put that into athletics. You can put that into your professional development. Desire, passion. Your supervisors know if you have passion. They know if you got desire. They know if you're just going through the motions. I'm praying, I pray that desire and passion come together in my relationship with God. That, that, that somebody, somebody can see us, Keisha, and they can say, what is it that is driving you? It's my love for God. His love for me, here it is, in spite of me. Because we ain't been always that lovable. But God loves us anyway. You've heard that statement. That he says, he's got a face only a mother could love. We know we've been unlovable. But God says, come unto me. All ye that labor, Maurice, and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Rudell, I'm trusting God. I'm trusting the process. The 58th verse is a great verse if you, if you want to look at a verse that, that really ends up putting it. May he give us the desire to do his will in everything and to obey all the commands, decrees, and regulations that he gave our ancestors. It's one thing for me to come to worship. I come to worship because I ought to worship. But if I come to worship with a sense of desire and passion, it's going to come through. These brothers couldn't sing in the same kind of way without desire and passion. What time y'all get here this morning? 6.30. That's desire. That's passion. You're still here. What time is it? It's, it's, we come, we're coming up on noon. Desire, passion. And then there, because when we're lined up with the will of God, there's a peace that only God can give us. And so other people might not appreciate my desire and passion on the external, but I can, I can feel it on the inside. And we've heard it say something on the inside working on the outside. Desire and passion. Give us the desire to do his will. The desire to do it. If I have a desire to do it, I'm going to do it the best I can. Anita, you got to go in the classroom. Your students will know as an instructor if you do not have desire and passion. That's one of the things wrong with some of our educational rooms now. There is no desire. There is no passion. I, I took a class uh, while I was in college, Norfolk State University, it was an English class. It was a, another person in the class who was very challenged 
in terms of needing some additional help. But the teacher could have cared less. And I'm like, you know you could help her. But you're just letting, letting everything just pass through. Because there is no desire. I'm retiring in two years. I'm on my way out. You need to go on out now. Why wait? Desire, passion. I know I'm talking to some people, you're near retirement. But if you're going to still report tomorrow, take some desire and passion with you. Don't you think that folk don't know that you don't want to be there? Where you walking slow? No, no sense of anything, just I'm here. Got two years of this, and I'm out. Long water breaks. Every time you turn around, you got to go to the bathroom, like you got a bladder problem. Always need another cup of coffee, soda. May he give us the desire. Give me the desire, God. If you have desire in an area, you are going to approach it with a different level of enthusiasm. If you have a desire. Here's my last one. Here's my last one. And we... And 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 we can we can we can we can get juicy in here. You know this is a black church. You know we gonna get juicy. But the thing I want to say: don't allow your realization of God to come too late. Don't let it be too late. Late in the midnight hour. God's going to work it out. It's going to work in our favor. Don't wait too late. I remember I, I was up late last, late one night, and a person had called in to a late night talk show, and there was a religious person on, and they wanted to know, when will time end? <laughs> When's going to be the end of time? And, 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 and Butch, what was, it, what was really embedded in that question was if I know when the end is going to be, then I know when to get straight. There's a whole lot of folk who are out there right now who think they have time. Put it off. Somebody who's in, the, in the here right now, a decision you need to make for Christ is not a decision you need to hold off on. Because tomorrow is not promised to us. I got to trust God today. I got to bring my weariness. Bring my hurts. Bring my challenges, my flaws, my faults. The Bible says, and may these words that I've prayed in the presence of the Lord be before him constantly, day and night. I'm not just going to be a Sunday morning praiser. 
But I got to do it every day. Every day with Jesus. Sweeter than the day before. And I'm thanking God that he's able to meet my needs. That's what it says at the end of verse number 59. At the end of the day, he can meet my needs. Do I have a witness here? I'm thanking God that people all over the world in verse number 60 are going to know there's no other God. No God like our God. Hallelujah. That ought to make you feel pretty good. Matter of fact, that ought to make you feel real good. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for me, I'm trusting you, God. I'm trusting you night and day. I'm trusting you with and without. I'm trusting you in the good times or the bad times. I'm trusting you. Because when you trust God, hallelujah, he'll bless you every step of the way. Good morning, Highland Park. May the Lord bless you real good. But when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, hallelujah, thank you, God. But verse number 61 says, may you be completely faithful. Hallelujah. Not just on Sunday, but my faith is Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Yeah! Yeah! Ain't he all right? Come on. Come on here. Has God been good to you? I know he's been good to me. I'm thanking God. I'm saved. I'm born again. I'm born. Hallelujah. Because Jesus died for my sins. Ain't he all right? Yeah. Yeah. Trust the process. Trust the fact that God has a plan just for you. Come on, clap your hands, everybody. You've been listening to the radio broadcast of the First Baptist Church of Highland Park and Landover, Maryland. If you want to receive a CD or DVD of what you have just heard, please call 301-773-6655 or visit us on the World Wide Web, fbhp.org. And remember, there's power at the park. Oh,